Does sugar cause heart disease? I get this question almost every single day on my social media profiles where somebody's like, it's not the saturated fat, it's really the sugar. So why don't we tackle this? First of all, it's a very nuanced topic. And I don't know that, you know, just attacking it, you know, very um, with a 10 minute conversation or a three second video or a 60 second video clip is going to be enough to give it its due. So it's very complicated and it definitely needs to be addressed, obviously, because it's a question that comes up often. So one thing I did want to point out first before we begin is that a lot of these metabolic gurus, like you see a lot of these doctors that are on Twitter or social media, they're always talking about, well, you're not metabolically healthy and metabolically healthy this and metabolically healthy that. They're usually grifters or they just don't know enough. Um, they haven't studied really. They just want to blame something because they can sell you something. You know, I've seen a lot of these guys that are like, well, it's the sugar, stupid. Buy my book on how to keep your insulin levels low. I mean, that's nonsense. Um, a lot of these books, and I've gone over them in some of my other podcasts, they're, they're just not accurate scientifically, and it's just not true. So, right off the bat, if somebody's talking about metabolic health, and don't get me wrong, there is a thing called metabolic health. But if you hear a doctor saying metabolically healthy this and you're not metabolically healthy and it's all about the metabolic health, that person is probably trying to sell you something. Now, not in all cases, but definitely there's probably something strange going on there. Um, but let's get back to the very basics and then we'll go over the details of whether or not sugar causes heart disease. You know, And they always want to say sugar versus saturated fat, right? So right off the bat, Let's not deny the science, okay? If you want to have a conversation about this, let's be straight on the science. There is not one single study that you will find anywhere that will show you that sugar by itself, within the absence of many other things, that sugar by itself causes heart disease. Or that sugar by itself causes, for example, cancer. Or something else. Sugar doesn't cause cancer. Okay. Plenty of people who don't eat sugar have cancer. Um, plenty of people who don't eat sugar get heart disease. It's not the sugar. It's a lot of things, but it's not just the sugar. So let's get that out of the way. If you're going to deny that, just stop listening to this podcast because you're just not smart enough or nuanced enough to listen to the rest of this. Um, but if you're otherwise smart and intelligent and you really want to know the truth or what the science actually says, we can continue. So the other part of the science that we really shouldn't deny, and I've debated the carnivore guy, right? Paul Saladino, Mr. Carnivore. We've debated this topic. The only reason I agreed to debate him is because he's actually smart and he knows this topic. He's not just one of these morons. Um, that just says metabolic, 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 and just makes no sense. He actually does understand science and he does understand atherosclerosis. And the one thing we definitely both agreed on is that saturated fat does raise LDL. Um, 
we debated that a little, but one thing we definitely both agreed on is that LDL uh, cholesterol is involved in atherosclerosis. If you're going to deny that, you really shouldn't be listening to this podcast either. Without question, scientifically 100% proven, without beyond a shadow of a doubt, LDL cholesterol, you can either believe it's the cause of atherosclerosis, which is where the majority of the scientific community is now, or you can believe that it is heavily involved in atherosclerosis, which is what Carnivore MD believes. You know, we talked about this extensively, and that is his actual thought on this. So now that we have that out of the way, we can have an actual true conversation. LDL cholesterol, in my opinion, which is the scientific opinion and all of the evidence, shows that LDL cholesterol actually causes atherosclerosis, right? ApoB or apolipoprotein B is the single causative agent of atherosclerosis. So let's get that out of the way so we can continue. Saturated fat is a type of fat that you eat or can consume that raises your LDL cholesterol by many different mechanisms. We don't need to go into that today. But saturated fat, which is things like butter, bacon, ghee, coconut oil, fat on steak, fat in chicken skin, uh, I don't know, coconut oil, I don't know if I said all those, basically lard, margarine, stuff like that. It's any fat that's solid at room temperature. Those are the types of fats um, that will raise uh, your LDL cholesterol. So there's no debating that. I mean, there's there's literally no one in the world that says um, that that's not true. So let's get that out of the way too. Now, let's get to sugar. So the next question is, what if we took people who otherwise eat a healthy diet, let's say they eat a Mediterranean diet, they don't eat very much saturated fat, they're otherwise healthy. What if we took those people and calorie for calorie gave them refined sugars? And it's refined sugars, obviously, that people are worried about. They're not worried about the broccoli and asparagus and what have you. They're worried about the pure white sugar, Pop-Tarts, etc. Now, maybe I won't include ultra-processed foods, because a lot of those do contain trans fats. They're just at such low levels that they don't need to be listed or you can put zero on the package. But let's assume they're eating, you know, some sort of like refined grains, bread, you know, pasta, whatever, you know, some kind of refined grains. Calorie for calorie, if you took somebody eating 2000 calories a day, with almost with you know let's say 10% of their calories or 6% 8% whatever from saturated fat and you you took out everything else and you put in refined grains or you know maybe not refined grains um, they're not going to have any change in their heart disease risk all right calorie for calorie so in the absence of excess calories there's no additional risk or extra risk or any risk at all conferred by actually eating sugar. So if you want to eat sugar, as long as you're within your calorie limits, you will be fine. It's actually even better if you are in a calorie deficit. If you weigh 240 pounds, you're in a calorie deficit and you're getting down to 210, 205, 190 over time, and you're in a calorie deficit, switching, eating refined sugar, even if it's completely refined sugar, like you're just eating Pop-Tarts and Twinkies, for the vast majority of people, their cardiovascular risk markers will improve. Now, you notice there's a lot of nuance here, right? 
I'm not just giving you a black and white answer. One thing you'll notice about a lot of these online doctors is they just give you a black or white answer. Sugar is evil. Sugar is bad for you. Insulin is bad for you. You would die without insulin. And you need sugar for optimum health. If you are uh, trying to optimize your health, you do need some sugar. Can you live without it? Yeah, absolutely. Is it optimal? No, but you don't need it. But you, if you want to be optimal, and let's say you're a performance athlete, you want to lift weights, whatever it might be, it's not optimal to not have sugar, right? So there's a lot of nuance. Anytime somebody is a know-it-all and has a quick answer, it's either a yes or a no, it's either a white or a black or a zero and a one or like 100 or a thousand, like there, and there's nothing in between, you need to stop listening to that person because clearly they don't know enough to know that they don't know, right? So calorie for calorie, sugar in and of itself does not cause atherosclerosis. So if somebody tells you stop eating sugar, it'll cure your heart disease. No, not true at all. If you are overweight and you subtract out sugar and that now reduces your total caloric intake by 30 to 40 percent or whatever it might be, and now you start losing weight, yes, that will help. But so would reducing calories from anything else. You could re reduce calories from protein, fat, whatever it was. If weight is coming off, your heart disease, or at least what's attributed to being overweight, will improve. There's no question about that. There's a lot of nuance, obviously. Um, so that is kind of the overall point. Now, if you are somebody who's very overweight and you're downing more and more sugar in a calorie surplus, absolutely, uh, the sugar is hurting you. Now, even fat would hurt you and even... Uh, uh, Protein would hurt you anything. Any combination of excess calories would be detrimental to your health because you're 240 pounds. Um, it really doesn't matter at this point what you're actually eating. Um, let's say somebody's like, I weigh 240 pounds, I want to get healthier, I'm cutting carbs, but you're still eating 5,000 calories a day, you will continue to weigh 240 pounds and maybe even more and, and probably gain weight and that's not doing you any good. Your health markers and health will actually get worse. So it's important to note that. Now, there have been lots of studies um, done on this in the past, and we don't have to go through all of them. But in studies where they've removed saturated fat, because it's always like a debate between saturated fat and sugar, right? And they're like, well, it's not the saturated fat, it's the sugar. It's always been that debate. In all of the studies where they removed saturated fat and substituted it for a polyunsaturated or a monounsaturated, people got healthier, especially calorie for calorie, right? That's never been a question. Literally every single study that's been done, whether it's a randomized control trial, an epidemiological trial, a cohort study, whatever you want to do, however you want to study it, getting rid of saturated fat, calorie for calorie, and substituting in mono or polyunsaturated, people got healthier. Huge reductions in cardiovascular disease. No question about it. If you, instead of cooking your eggs in a tablespoon of butter every morning, switched it to a tablespoon of olive oil, I don't think anybody doubts that that's better and healthier for you. If you do doubt that, I'm sorry, but you need to go like way back and like learn everything all over again. But calorie for calorie, no difference. A tablespoon of butter, 
substitute it out for a tablespoon of olive oil, you are going to be healthier. Cardiovascular disease is going to go down by somewhere in the neighborhood of about 40%, depending on which study you're looking at. Now, the question becomes, what if you took out saturated fat and substituted it calorie for calorie? You subtract 100 calories of saturated fat from someone's diet. Assuming they're eating still 2,000 calories a day, you remove 100 calories of saturated fat, but you give them refined carbs or like highly processed carbs instead. This is where it gets cloudy. This is where uh, it becomes a problem. This is where we start to see a major difference. If you are substituting saturated fat calorie for calorie with ultra-processed high glycemic index carbs, these are like your refined carbs. Let's just use a Pop-Tart, for example, or like a tablespoon of sugar, whatever. Um, this is where you might not get that much more benefit. However, if you take away that, you know, 100 calories of saturated fat and you replace it with a carb that's low glycemic index like a bunch of broccoli or asparagus or, you know, something as low glycemic index, a quote unquote complex carb, cucumbers, lettuce, celery, whatever, you actually get benefit, right? That, I mean, that's given, like, I don't think anybody knows that. I mean, even if you took out a hundred calories of olive oil and put in a hundred calories of celery instead, you do get benefit. There's no question. Um, the oil and the fat itself, even though olive oil is quote unquote a super healthy it is a fat and it does have saturated fat in it and it does have certain other fatty acids in it which do need to be trafficked by your lipoproteins your lipoproteins do have to do some work if you eat fatty you know fats um, so i don't think there's a question there if you take away butter 100 grams of butter every day and you substitute it for low glycemic index fibrous type carbs you will actually improve your health if you, however, take that butter away, the 100 calories of butter away, and you substitute in high glycemic index type carbs, bread, pasta, um, things like that, maybe Pop-Tarts, whatever you want to use, the, it gets a little cloudier and you may not see uh, reductions in cardiovascular disease. So you could fully design a study to show that reducing saturated fat makes no difference. If I get a thousand people together and I say, okay, 500 of you are going to stop eating butter and instead you're going to eat refined sugar, um, the other 500 of you are going to stay on butter, you may not find a difference and it may even you may even show worse outcomes in that group. However, if you take those people, those same thousand people and say you're taking away 100 calories of butter and you're giving them instead 100 calories of broccoli, absolutely you will see a reduction in cardiovascular disease. So that's where the nuance comes in, and that's why and how it kind of matters. Um, anybody out there, again, I want to stress this, anybody out there who's just like uh, butter, yes, sugar, no, they're just insane. Like you need to not listen to those people because they just don't know enough, and they're just grifting, trying to sell you their book or their program, or they just want followers, trying to sell a contrarian view. It's super easy to sell contrarian views. Yay, eat more salt, eat more butter, you'll live longer. It's super easy to design studies and find older studies or studies that have been done to prove your point, which is the point I'm trying to make uh, today. But again, sugar in and of itself, especially in the absence of excess calories, especially calorie for calorie, 
is not going to increase your heart disease risk. Um, and if you re- if you reduce saturated fat and replace it with especially high low glycemic index, you know, complex carbs, you will absolutely reduce your uh, cardiovascular risk. When you reduce saturated fat but replace it with higher glycemic index overly processed, refined sugars, whatever you want to call it, maybe even ultra processed foods, absolutely you might not find a difference at all. And you may even tend towards worse cardiovascular outcomes with the refined, you know, sugars and ultra processed carbs. But these people that come on my social media profiles and say, stop telling people not to eat steak and eggs and butter. You you know, it's the carbs that are causing it. Stop eating sugar. Just stop. You You have no idea what you're talking about. Sure, you know, there's maybe a, a smidgen of possible evidence behind that, assuming you listen to all of this, but the vast majority of people, uh, you're lacking a lot of nuance. That that just makes no sense. That's just uh, not uh, actually true. But anyways, um, thank you all for listening and all the awesome reviews on iTunes. This podcast is not going to spread or get any bigger without that. Take some screenshots, share it with all your friends, and I promise you um, they will love this and they will do really, really well. I love you all. We'll chat on the other side. Peace. Peace.